to everyone joining today and thanks for tuning in. I'm Isabella, a PG student with the Exercise Physiology and Cardiovascular Health Lab at the University of Ottawa Heart Institute. I'll be your host for today's special episode of Beats Research Radio, a YouTube channel and podcast which aims to disseminate science to the community. Our guest today is Dr. Gabe Gomez. Gabe Gomez was born and raised in the countryside of the state of Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. He received his bachelor's in chemistry with technological attributes from the Federal University of Rio de Janeiro. He earned his PhD at Florida State University, investigating the relationship between molecular structure and reactivity. In the next year, he joined the University of Toronto, Canada, as a postdoctor research fellow, where he was awarded the prestigious Benting Postdoctor Fellowship with the project Designing Catalysts with Artificial Intelligence. Now with his own lab at the Carnegie Mellon University located in Pittsburgh, USA, he and his group seek to solve questions by combining state-of-the-art machine learning, computational of chemistry, and automotion. Welcome, Dr. Gabe, and thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks Isabella for, for hosting me. Uh, it's a real pleasure to to be speaking with you here today and uh, speaking with Beats. So for an easy start, can you talk more about the importance of developing new catalysts, their reactions, and how your lab aims to flip this process on its head? Yeah, um, pleasure to do so. So it's uh, interesting, we, you know, have been all talking about so many ways where uh, computers have changed uh, our lives and how machine learning is so uh, intrinsic with modern living. But um, we kind of uh, don't talk about one of the coolest technologies that humanity have developed, which is the ability to manipulate atoms and break and form bonds. And if you want to break and form bonds uh, to make new drugs, new materials, new uh, energy uh, and fuel, you probably are going to use a catalyst, which is um, an active, uh, uh, let's put it this way, ingredient in the reaction that you're trying to perform that either makes that reaction go faster or even make impossible reactions actually happen. Um, so that's why I'm interested in, in developing catalysts because while they are so important and nature has also figured this out by developing uh, what are nature's catalyst enzymes, right? This uh, hyper um, evolved and hyper focused um, proteins that can catalyze very specific reactions. Um, as a society, we still need to develop our own catalysts. And that takes uh, a lot of time and a lot of uh, uh, financial resources. In fact, uh, to develop a new material, um, it costs on average about $10 million in 10 years. How can we make this go much faster, catalyze that process, if you will, uh, so I think that the way to go about that is by using state-of-the-art uh, computational methods and automation, and that's that's where that's what my lab is is focused on uh, working. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, so your lab published this year 
uh, one a new approach to investigating representing molecular structures with graphs. So could you tell us more about the impact of these findings? Yeah, so um, as I was saying earlier, machine learning really has become um, a massive uh, part of our, uh, really of culture at this point. Um, and a lot of it is developed by companies that have interest in understanding or, uh, you know, uh, images which are relatively cheap, uh, text, well, so it's relatively cheap to, you know, you have a lot of data to train these massive models. Um, and you have things that now like DALI and the fusion models that can make uh, amazing images from a prompt. Uh, you have uh, things like uh, AlphaFold from DeepMind that can, uh, from a sequence of amino acids, can fold a protein. But when it comes to chemistry, you can't simply apply these methods out of the box because molecules are not images, molecules are not uh, strings and, and text. Molecules are quantum mechanical three-dimensional objects they're always moving, they have their own energy. And, you know, like that is an intrinsic part of what these uh, objects are. So um, for the past few years, a decade, like uh, graph uh, neural networks has become a very powerful uh, tool in the tool set of machine learning. Um, you can imagine social networks, for example, are represented as graphs. And molecules can be represented as graphs as well. But again, molecules are not graphs. They are these quantum mechanical objects. So this first paper, we showed that we can uh, embed molecular graphs with quantum mechanical properties and features that dramatically reduce the amount of data that you need to train a model and then can be used for downstream tasks. Really, the idea here is to enable uh, other machine learning applications that you know now you can get the data much more cheaply. One of the main differences between uh, doing using machine learning in physical sciences versus for images and text is that doing science is hard and expensive and time consuming. So how can we accelerate that? That's where we try to target here. Wow, thank you. Uh, so speaking of it, when you're asked, can machines dream of molecules that cure cancer? You answer, you of course would like to say yes, but the reality is that we are still learning. So what have you learned so far and what can we expect for the future in this field? So, um... I really like basing whatever we're doing on the realities that we are facing and on our limitations at the time. And, you know, that was a, that question, like can machines dream of molecules that cure cancer is a um, almost unfair question because uh, there is not one type of cancer, right? Um, and, even if you target uh, one specific type of cancer, they will manifest themselves differently uh, with different patients. So um, the, the, going back to the question, can machines dream of molecules that can cure cancer or cure disease? Um, 
Yeah, I like to say yes, and I think that we we could get there, uh, but we're not there yet, right? And that we are still learning. And I say we, I mean us as uh, like humans and 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 uh, scientists trying to figure out these problems, trying to figure out uh, what machines learn, and trying to figure out how um, scientific understanding comes from uh, these new methods that we have now. We really are at a new paradigm of how we do science and engineering. Um, so I I do expect that we're going to get there um, and we're going to get to so much more. But it's going to be one of those things that uh, we're only going to be able to tell in retrospect and not uh, going forward. But that's exciting because like then, you know, all people should come and like, okay, let's solve this. Let's do these amazing things. Uh, let's try to discover the next material that will help us clean water, that will help us uh, develop new batteries, that will help us develop new drugs uh, at a time that we need it cheaply, efficiently, so that we can deploy these not only in rich markets, but also in market emerging markets that may not have all of the financial resources uh, to purchase these things right away, right? So it's about democratizing science and, 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 and data as well. Well, that's great. I really hope you get there. <laughs> um, so our last question, I heard one of your passions music and in alternative reality, you could even own your own student to help artists to find their, their sound. So thinking about science with your amazing background all around the globe, what advice you you give to young scientists to find their path in academia? So, yeah, this is a, uh, you know, I, I do love music uh, and it's, a, as you can see by like the, the albums on, on my wall here. So this is my very favorite album, <laughs> In Rainbows by Radiohead. And then you have uh, this one by Nine Inch Nails, this Whiplash, the movie. Uh, so yeah, music is, a, is an important part of who I am and I think that embracing it and really thinking how those things actually even change my view as a scientist are, uh, or influence my view as a scientist are pretty important. And I I think that for young scientists, you know, trying to find their path, um, really be passionate about what you want to do. So don't settle for something just because it's what's in front of you, but rather chase what you want to solve right like find that and chase that and try to learn as much as you can about it because that's that's the way to push uh, the boundaries um and and finding your, your own path it's 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 hard i think i'm still doing it i don't think i have actually figured that out yet um but i think that finding something, and what I'm not saying here is follow your passion. Uh, what I'm saying is uh, to find something that you think you can have um, to really make a difference. And I want to also make another point, which is um, don't be afraid of dreaming big. Like really, um, I had this professor back in Brazil um, who would say, uh, don't be uh, careful of 
what you dream of because you may achieve it. And that was always like, wow, okay, that's a, you, I we always felt a bit like, um, strange about, about that. But yeah, actually, that's actually true. And don't be afraid of it. Like dream big, uh, go for it. That's how you achieve big things. Well, thank you. So this concludes our interview today. I would like to thank you, Dr. Gomez, for the great talk combining machine learning and chemistry and music. So thank you uh, for our listening, for uh, checking out this Beats Research Radio episode. Subscribe to our YouTube channel or find us in your favorite podcast app. So on behalf of the whole team here at Bits Research Radio, stay safe and hard help.